Yeah, where's it coming from? Let's find out. Hello and welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher, and with me is Kendra Maurer. Tonight we're going to record a very special story. It's a story we've told little bits and pieces of, but we've never told the whole thing. And Kendra and I are really the only ones who can sort of tell this story. There were lots of other people there, but I've talked to a lot of them, and and a lot of them don't remember much of this. And I think Morgana was five. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't there. So, <laughs> so yeah, in she... ni- 1994, we had a graduation party for just the group of us. There were like 12 of us um, out at the Falling Down the Hill house. Uh, the night started out like any other night. The sun set. The darkness fell across the land. Little wisps of fog crept across the hillside. And then it began. (laughs) (laughs) She makes it sound way more dramatic at the beginning than it was. (laughs) Actually, the the way that it was is we ate a lot of Jamaican jerk chicken and beef and peas and rice and drank red stripe beer and listen to bob marley a lot of red stripe beer although kendra and i really were the only two who were seriously drinking um in fact whenever we'd see each other uh we'd make sure the other one had a beer in her hand so (laughs) we were the two who had been the least sober of everybody everybody else was drinking much more moderately yeah, And the fog may have shown up, I don't know, because we were dancing to Bob Marley inside the house. There was a light mist. It, the fog is, a, is an exaggeration, a dramatic effect. But there it, was a, a slight mist that night. And fog does come in later. Yeah. So it, it is not a, a, too much of an exaggeration. It just yeah. hadn't shown up yet. And so the falling down the hill house, we had moved into the fall before. And uh, I've talked a lot about it. And I've talked a lot about the lights at that house. But they had not started happening when we first moved in. When we first moved in, we had other weird things happen. We lost stuff in the house. And it was a tiny house. Um. Our little white cat, Ether, who we've talked about on on uh, various podcasts, disappeared from the house. Um, she hadn't gone outside. She was nowhere in the house. Again, it was a tiny house. And then she'd just reappear, like in the middle of a room or something. Um, that was very strange. And then we'd hear strange noises 
we didn't really have lights. This was before the lights in the house had started happening. It was before the lights in the woods. We had weird noises in the woods. We heard babies crying out in the woods. Um, we had screams out in the woods occasionally, and we had music. We had drums and flutes and voices, but we had not had lights yet. And so Kendra and I are inside the house dancing, mm -hmm. and we're having a great time. Yeah. Getting and we were dancing with each other. Mm -hmm. And then Dave, the friend who almost exactly, you know, nine months before, eight months before, had seen the little orange light that had turned into a little Tinkerbell lady next to us, came running in the house and he had big bug eyes and his face was white and his friend Brad was with him and was shaking and Dave said they're back and I was like who's oh, back no. <laughs> I was having fun <laughs> he said the lights and I just put the beer down and I said what do you mean he said there's a lot of them and I was like, oh, no. And you know what? I don't... It, it, was this true of you too, Kendra? Did your buzz just completely just pour out? Oh, it was gone. And leave? Yeah, the totally buzz was gone. gone. Yeah. I was like, no, man, no. It's like and... you can feel all the energy shift. Yep. Yep. I don't remember who it was who stopped the CD with Bob Marley on it, but somebody did. Yeah. It may have been Zach. Um, and uh, so Brad was saying, I've never, he's a different Brad than the one that had them outside his house. There are two Brads. And uh, he was saying, I've never seen anything like this before. What is it? What is it? And I'm like, it, you know, just don't worry about what it is. And I went to the kitchen and I grabbed some Irish cream and, uh, a little bowl so that we could pour a libation at the foot of the, the apple trees where I usually gave offerings. And uh, so we go outside and up the hill in the woods, what I saw was at first a huge amount of the little lights dancing around. Um, and this is what's interesting is every person there had different things they experienced. Mm -hmm. What I, what I saw were more like smudges of light. Uh, well, smudges of light and shadow. So there were definitely images there, but I, it's not like something I could focus on. Yeah. Yeah. What, I saw it first was the little lights and then they started to kind of coalesce into figures that were bigger than the little lights. Yeah. And they were sh sort of shadowy, shifty, humanoid figures moving mm -hmm. around between the trees. 
Yep. And it was really unnerving. And I I was like, you know, I feel like I should take this libation up the hill. And <laughs> you know, we had we had this whole conversation. <laughs> Who's going to walk up that hill? I wanted no part of it. I'm like, you 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 enjoy. I'll be back here with Jesse. She'll be fine. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, our friend Thorne was weirded out because he was like, I, 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 I see it, it, it. He's like, I see a door. And I was like, oh, I don't see a door. Yeah. And what I actually saw was there was a bigger light. Yes. That looked like a hobbit hill door yep like with the round at the top mm -hmm. so it did look basically like a door and it was sort of oozing up from the ground yeah and yeah kendra saw that too yeah that's that is what i saw and it's funny and, because for me it wasn't distinct it was all very it was it was shadow and light play but it was it was definitely there. It just, I didn't see detail. Exactly. Yeah. I, I tended not to see detail as well. I saw them as these things as made of light that moved and sh shimmered and was alive, but it wasn't like three. Well, it was three dimensional. Mm -hmm. They did have dimensions, but they didn't stay in the same exact shape as they moved. Right. So they sort of shifted. It's kind of like the animation, the old rotoscope animation that mm -hmm. um, they did in the film Wizards, where it the movement was sort of jerky and sort of smooth at the same time. Yeah. And it was it was really really strange, um, and you know we all started to see the door except Zach. Zach, my husband, still is not seeing anything, <laughs> but he can feel. He said that it felt oppressive. Yeah, that and was definite. It it like like what I said when my uh, buzz wore off. It was instant sobriety but it was also so heavy the air just got thick and heavy yeah that's that's a good way to describe it um and then the fog did start thickening at that point it started to actually gather and the way that it gathered wasn't the way that it usually did in that area yeah because it started gathering up in the on the hill when in reality across the road from us there was a a little valley behind the hills of of the field across from us and there was a little creek down there and the way the fog usually worked is it would rise up out of that water out of the creek and then cross the road yeah and it would kind of Fill the up valley the and drift over. Yeah, and then it would go up the hill, not start on the hill and come down. Yeah. I did not like that. No. 
<laughs> at all. No. I did not care for that nonsense. I don't think any of us liked that. No. No, we did not. So eventually, after much consternation and thought, I was like, you know, I will take this up the hill. And my friend Dave was like, you're not going by yourself. And I said, no, I had no intention of it. And he said, I'll go with you because we've already survived this once. <laughs> I was like, bye-bye, sacrifice. It's been yeah. knowing you. <laughs> well, it was nice knowing you guys. <laughs> it's been real. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and our friend Brian, uh, the blacksmith, said... I'll I'll go up with you. And mm -hmm. and that's that's cool cuz you know he's he's big blacksmith guy so you know that made sense. And uh everybody else pretty much stayed behind. Zach came up with us too and he played flute. He I was kind of our that. our distraction. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, and I had my sword with me. And yes, mm -hmm. I I do own swords. And this one was the one that Zach gave me from our, for our wedding. So it was, it was kind of special. And uh, I, I basically slid it through my belt and, and went up with the, the bottle and the bowl. And my theory was, is I'm just going to do this libation and let them know, hey, there you go. Much respect. Love y'all. <laughs> Stay over there. Don't need us. Yeah, please don't eat us. Please stay over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I'm giving you something so you get excited about staying up on the hill, not <laughs> coming down the hill. And uh, but but um, Brian had other ideas, which he did not tell me. Um, and uh, had he told me, I would have argued with him. That's probably why he didn't tell me. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dave's friend. Brad was kind of trickling behind, hiding behind Dave and peeking around occasionally going, what is it? What is it? And Dave is sitting there going, shh, shh. <laughs> I have no idea what happened behind us down the hill with the normal, sensible people who did not go up the hill. <laughs> well, the sensible people, I wouldn't call us normal. <laughs> okay, well, the sensible people. So, you know, I, I don't know what happened, and, but you could witness what was happening from down the hill. So, Jesse and I hung out on the porch. We had no interest in being part of that. Actually, we were kind of on the porch and a little bit in the front yard. She was chain smoking. We had the dogs with us. They weren't exactly happy about being there, and eventually we just made them go inside. Um, yeah. because they were, they were getting a little unruly, but we hung back and watched you all walk up and what, one of the things that I saw at one point, it was just like, if you scribble on a page and then you erase it, mm -hmm. that's kind of what it looked like. It was big and it was just kind of moving in, in the darkness and she smoked even more and was like, this isn't right. Now, we could have gone inside, but neither of us were particular inside people. That's why we made a great couple at the time. But I wanted to ex see what was going on. I just didn't want to be in the thick of it. <laughs> and, and I don't blame you for yeah. that. 
Um, again, Dave and I felt like because of our experience before that we would be okay. Zach felt like he would be okay because he was a musician. Although one could say they'd be more likely to snag a musician. Um, but he felt like he was to some extent protected because we had been living here mostly harmoniously, I would say, yeah. Um, even though there was all sorts of, you know, no- weird noises at night and things happening. Yeah. But, uh, you know, be that as it may. Yeah. So I went up and while Dave was standing behind me, he was like, should, should we say anything? And I said, no, let leave that to me. Just, just stand there and make sure no hands come out of the shrubbery and (laughs) grab me. And if it does grab my leg or something and hold on and don't let go. And uh, I, I basically poured out the, the Irish cream while Zach played flute. And I said, you know, I give this in all respect. I give this as your due. Um, I, I give this with my love and affection, please. (laughs) People of peace, be, be our good neighbors. We've been good neighbors to you. We think, you know, leave us in peace and, and, and we'll leave you in peace. And so I poured him a big bowl of it and I, I, you know, we were right at the edge of the woods and I just kind of pushed it up through the woods and I wasn't really looking up. I was actually looking down. Um, That thing Kendra says about, you know, don't, don't um, make eye contact. Don't make eye contact with crazy because it becomes your responsibility. Yeah, that thing. Um, <laughs> also, don't make eye contact with immortal beings because it's generally considered um, disrespectful. So I had my eyes downcast. When I looked up, I saw that our blacksmith friend was laying something on the ground and doing something and muttering something. And I was just like, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm just, I'm closing this portal. And I was like, you're doing what? <laughs> and he said, I'm closing this, this portal. I, and so he's, he had a horseshoe nail in his pocket because he's black. That's, he just carried it around. And you know he he stabbed it into the ground and and laid tobacco and blue smoke and did something and said some things which I don't even remember what they were because I was somewhat horrified. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, I said to Dave and and Brad, I was like, "Come on, back up a little bit. Let's just you know, you know, that's him. We don't need to be in the backlash." Yeah. And. Uh, it that light that portal that was like you know a few feet into the woods from where we were standing did close yeah it faded it, it i watched it, it fade because by the time it did that you all were back down the hill yeah because i was yeah. standing with you and him as he also he was also smoking and he's like i closed the portal and i'm like uh-huh <laughs> And it closed, yeah. but two feet over, it's like, uh-huh, there's another one. <laughs> it just opened right back up. It's just like, uh, it just, he, okay. he said, 
he said, well, a portal will never open in that spot ever again. Yeah. No, not that one, but two feet to the left. Yeah, sure. That was so funny. (laughs) And uh, his wife, Annie, just kind of looked at him and shook her head. (laughs) (laughs) She did. You know, at that point, all sorts of just... All of the, it became overwhelming because what started coming out of the portal um, wasn't just little bouncing lights. It was more and more of the humanoid shaped things. And they were, they were very distinctly humanoid, head, two arms, two legs, but Mm -hmm. there were all kinds of shapes to it. And they were made of, as Kendra said, lights and shadows. And some of them were really large. Yeah. Um, And some of them had, I saw antlers on some of them. Um, And I saw some of them with, you know, wispy hair that sort of dragged behind them. And there were just a lot of them. Like they would sort of ooze into and out of trees and, it was it became overwhelming to watch yeah and then people started hearing things yes um dave heard music i think zach heard music i heard music and it was the same kind of music that we had been hearing before except now it was playing brazenly while we were outside It used to be we could hear it in the house and then we'd go out on the porch and it would stop. But then we'd go in the house and we could hear it again. Yeah. Um, So people started hearing that. Our friend Thorne had started playing with... He was doing... I don't know what the hell he... Heck he was doing with his hands, but I'm like... (laughs) That sounds wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, he's doing things. And I'm like, you do your things over there. I'm going to be over here. <laughs> <laughs> he was picking up sticks. That's and, what it was. And tying sticks together into a, a Briad's cross, an equal armed cross. And he was weaving grass. You know, that was way before the, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it um, was. But... He could have scared the crap out of people. He was always doing stuff like that. Like he'd pick up sticks in the woods or in the fields mm-hmm. and then make things out of them. Yeah. Just because he was he was he was handy that way. So he was weaving these these Briad's crosses, even though he was a pagan um and wasn't Christian. Um Briad's cross is also a pagan sun wheel. And he was holding on to it. And then he perked his ears up and his eyes got really big. And he was like, it's calling my name. And I just looked at him and I'm like, "Uh, no, it's not. (laughs) He said, (laughs) it's calling my name. I said, I don't hear it. And he said, it's calling the name that my grandfather called me. Nobody calls me that but my grandpa. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting and he started to i could tell he's he's, his legs sort of stiffened up like he was gonna run at the woods and so i grabbed onto an arm and um brian the blacksmith grabbed an arm and i was like to the porch yeah in the house if you have to 
nobody goes into these woods. Yeah. Not now. And um, at that point, as he was kind of being dragged off, I don't know if you saw this, Kendra, but I looked up and I remember Annie looked up and Kim looked up and there were stars moving. This is the, you do remember that? No, that I didn't see. Okay, well, there were stars moving. There were 12 stars moving above us, and they moved into a circle over our heads. You I know, remember we, you talking about that, but I don't remember seeing it. I might... You may have been still with the dogs. Yeah. Because we were afraid to let them off of the their leads because we didn't want them to run up into the woods. Yeah. Um. That was that was just too scary to even contemplate having to, you know, try to get the dogs out of the woods. So, yeah, you may I think you were sitting with the dogs. Yeah. Jesse. Because they were barking and howling and yeah. whipping. There was and a lot of me, Jesse and the dogs going on. <laughs> of course, the lesbians and the dogs are sitting on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she's smoking, I'm drinking. It's all, it's all a thing. (laughs) Well, and the thing was, is the drinking at that point didn't even help. No, it was gone. Yeah. It's like they sucked all the alcohol out of the beer. (laughs) For real. It was like drinking water that tasted like beer, which really isn't. But it was not. Yeah. It was completely not effective. Yeah. It was so strange. And, um, oh my God. So the, so the circle of, of stars happened and and that was bizarre. Um, and after a while people just started to get so nervy, just so nerve wracked and, and frightened and their brains were starting to just overload and you could tell. Yeah. Um, I know Annie, was just shaking her head saying I I just don't even know I don't know what to do Yeah, and I was like I don't know that there's anything to do and meanwhile every time we'd look up that hill there was some other manifestation of beings doing things yeah and I, Dave and I both noticed that they had started to come sort of closer to the edge of the woods. And that's when I was just like, you know, maybe y'all should go to the house. Maybe everybody should just go to the house. Yeah. Um, and I, I said to Zach, I'm like, they're, they're coming closer to the edge of the woods. I know you can't see them, but I can see them. And, and they're really close to the edge of the woods. And they were starting to become a little more clear to my sight. And less, less changeable. They, they were almost like they were sort of solidifying a little bit. And I was just like, mm, no, no, no. And I was like, everybody just, why don't you all just go into the house and listen yeah. to some music. And Zach was like, what are you going to do? I'm like. I'm going to sit on top of Thorne's Jeep Yep, and I'm going to watch. And I was like, if that doesn't count 
as cold steel or cold iron. I don't know what does. <laughs> and he was like, well, keep your sword. I'm like, I will. And um, I said, I gave, I gave, I gave libation. I feel like we're good. I don't know. I think, I think Brian should go in the house for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've offended anybody. And Dave said, don't worry, I'll stay with her. And yeah. Brad was like, I want to stay. And Dave was like, no, you don't. Just go in the house. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> He's like, no, you you go in the house. And one of our friends had to go home anyway. And he had left like right before this happened. Yeah. So the other Brad had already left. And so he had he had gone home, totally missed everything. Um, and I actually think we, we had somebody else leave at some point and miss most of it. Yeah. So Dave and I climbed up on the truck and Kendra and Jesse were over with the dogs on the porch. We were about what, 40 feet away from each other. Yeah. I think at that point the dogs were, were in the house. Yeah. But you guys kind of had your eyes on us, and we yeah. kind of had our eyes on you. You guys couldn't see what was coming down the hill, but we made a pact that if anything horrible came down, we'd tell you. Yeah. As we ran over you to get up yeah. the steps and on the porch and into the house. Because <laughs> I, I kind of saw it as, you know, when you're hiking in the woods, you, you always keep somebody in sight. Yeah. And that's why I... I hung outside in part because of that to keep you all in sight and kind of be a waypoint between the house and the car. Yeah. And, and that was, and that was, that was Jesse's thought too. Yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, that's, that's how we'll work it. And that's part of why Zach was like, okay, if you're not by yourself and you've got, you know, multiple people looking out for you and you've got, okay, that'll be okay you'll be okay. Yeah. So that's when Dave and I got to talk about what we saw the year before. Um, as I have said in telling that story. And in fact, when you listened to last week's episode, you heard the story again, Dave and I didn't talk about it after we saw it. We just ran through the house, not screaming, but hyperventilating. <laughs> came out on the front porch of Brad and Janet's house, like freaking out. Um, I did tell Zach after some coaxing and, um, but I, I didn't really talk about it with Dave and I'm, I'm really strange about when people see things with me. I don't like to tell them what I've seen because I don't really like to. You don't want to influence the image. I'm very much the same way. Yeah. And we're so much fun together when we see shit together. So what did you see? I don't know. What did you see? What did you see? What did yeah, you, right? just, just tell me what you saw. I don't want to influence you. Well, I don't want to influence you. Did you see something? Yes, I saw something. Well, what did you see? I don't know. What did you see? Uh, <laughs> here, have a beer. Okay. <laughs> and now we're professional. Um, so it's write down what you saw. Yeah. Okay. I'll write it down. You write yours down. Okay. Then we'll look at it. It's still the same damn thing. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Dave said, so what did you see? And I said, you tell me first. And he knew why I said that. And so he took a deep breath and he said, well, 
the first thing I saw when it lit up close was it looked like there was a, a white moth inside of it, but it was orange because the light was orange. But it looked like it was originally just like, you know, a normal big white moth. And I said, okay. I said, and then what happened? He said, and then it went out and it disappeared. I said, yeah. And he said, and then it, it came on again and it was just a few feet from our faces. And I said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And he said, and uh, there was a, there was a, he tended to stutter. There was mm-hmm. a, and he really stuttered with this. And he said, there was a, 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 a lady. And I said, yeah, he said, and she didn't, she was naked and she had the moth wings and she had pale hair so that she all glowed orange. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I saw. And he said, she had big, big eyes. I said, yeah, yeah. And he said, and then she went out and then the light came back and it zipped off as fast as anything to the woods and the other lights followed. And I said, yep, that's, that's pretty much exactly what happened. And he was like, have you ever seen anything like that before? I was like, until tonight, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is the first time there've been lights at this house. Yeah. And he was like, well, it sure did decide to show off big. He's like, maybe this is their way of celebrating us graduating. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. But there, you know, it wasn't Beltane. There there was no, you know, special holiday of any sort Mm -mm. on the calendar at that point. So it wasn't a special day. It's just Athens. Yep. Maybe they just moved in in a big way. Yeah. In the woods. And while we're talking, you know, the the stuff starts being more clearly visible. The the little I say little, they weren't tiny things. I mean the lights were little. They were at the biggest, like about a baseball size. Mm-hmm. Um, the little round lights, but the humanoids weren't little. Mm-mm. They were about human-sized, maybe a little shorter, maybe a little taller. Um, and they they had mostly human proportions, but they were variable. And, you know, at this point, at this point, I was basically treating them like fairies, like the good folk. I was calling them the good folk. That was the only thing I could think of that fit that pattern they weren't acting like ghosts they didn't look like humans from a different time period they didn't look like aliens there were no ufos except okay possibly those 12 lights up in the sky um it was very very strange and that's when dave started also telling me about other things he had seen and i had no idea he (laughs) he was a seer of any sort he didn't seem like someone that would be. But he was. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so interesting about him. Yeah. Um, What were you and, and Jesse talking about, if you remember, 
I honestly don't even remember. Yeah. Well, your brain was probably like... I Yeah, there was a lot of processing of what was going on around us. Yeah. I'm thinking... I know... Um, I know in the house what I had you know reported to me afterwards was there was a lot of hyperventilating. Um, some people were trying to to drink, yeah. and it wasn't affecting them. Nobody was affected by alcohol during mm -hmm. this, uh, which was weird. Yeah. Um, I know that my cat Misha was going from window to window, looking out, seeing the lights and reacting to them. She was yeah. growling and hissing and clawing at the windows, which tended to bother a lot of our friends because they were like, well, if Misha doesn't like it, clearly it's not <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, it was... It, it was just very, very intense. And then as Dave and I talked, we sat there for a good long while. Yeah. But as we talked, we noticed that it started with the little lights coming farther and farther down the hill. Yeah. And that's when the fog started really pouring off of the hill. Yeah. And in the fog, you could see what, looked like more of those what we called the portals yeah just sort of oozing up from the the ground and there'd be these lit portals and there were beings pouring out of them yeah when they opened and that's when dave and i were like okay the fog's coming farther down the hill um the lights are coming down the hill and there's more portals and there's more of those two-legged beings you know what it's time yeah we both pretty <laughs> much decided at the same time and so i i remember dave basically calling out to kendra and saying we're coming in you yep. should go in and you, yeah we basically made a tactical retreat yeah <laughs> you know and it's funny because as i think about it i'm like what i'm realizing jesse's even still, when she's stressed, she just doesn't, she gets really quiet. And I think yeah. that was what she was doing then. She was yeah. just, she and I are still friends because it's the way. But yes. she, she'll just get really quiet under duress. And that was actually the first time I knew that she really let me know that she experienced things because she kind of kept a lid on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I think a year later that she and I witnessed um, the ladies dancing around the apple trees. We were sitting on yep. a different hill in the middle of the field and we're looking down at the apple trees in the house and, you know, I'm watching them going, yeah, there they are. They're doing that thing. And I didn't say anything to her and she's just smoking her cigarette quiet as can be. And then finally she pipes up with, as she lights another cigarette with the first cigarette and mm -hmm. puts that one out and sits it in her pocket. And she looks at me and she says, Hey, Barb, you uh, see anything down there? 
<laughs> that was like, like what? And she's like, all right, I'll play your game. She's like, it looks like three kind of misty women made out of white light sort of spinning around those apple trees. And I went, yeah, yeah, I, I see those. And she's like, damn, girl, <laughs> why didn't you say something to me? I'm like, because I didn't know if you could see him because you have as much of a poker face as I do. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't tell you could see him either because you have a <laughs> poker face. And then she was like, so does this happen all the time? Like, every time I've been here, something weird has happened. Yeah. And I said, yeah. And she's like, you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> you can't live here. Do you ever sleep? I went, nah, not really. <laughs> Well, it's not like we didn't live in that that house. Ugh. The haunted house. The haunted house on the hill with the, yeah, with the little girl. Yeah. Yeah, she she didn't really have room to talk. And she said that. Yeah. You know, she thought about it. She's, you know, she took another drag off the cigarette and was like, well, it's not like I can say anything. Yeah. There's that creepy little poor little girl in the house. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> She's like, but the rent's cheap, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So we went in, and that's when, you know, we heard from, you know, we told each other what we had seen and, and heard. And that's when people were like, you know, we should leave. And oh. that's when we looked out, and the house was pretty much surrounded with fog. Yeah, and it was dense. That was yeah. the, that was the most thick. There's only one other time I've felt air that thick, and that was here at my house now, where yeah. I was coming home, and it was like it it's chokingly thick. I don't know what the hell that was all about at my house, but yeah, it has that same viscosity to it. Yeah, this night it was it was just really thick, and you know, Brian went to the door, looked out, went, "Nope, <laughs> not yep. leaving yet." It's so Zach played music, trying to calm people down. I think Dave played guitar. Um, Zach played flute and guitar and mandolin. Yeah. Because we had no TV because there was no television reception out there. There was no cable. Yeah. And we were down in, you know, underneath a hill. So nothing came in on the antenna. So yeah, you couldn't even get PBS out there. No. No, so, you know, for entertainment, we looked out the window and watched the neighbor's sheep. Um, <laughs> and we couldn't see him because there was fog and it was nighttime. So we, you know, listened to music and talked and s tried to ignore what was going on. Yeah. Um, and the dogs were all, you know, antsy. They wouldn't lay down and the cats were all freaked out. Except for Ether, who thought it was all great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she kept going from window to window all excited. Yeah. Misha kept cat. going from window to window all angry with her tail lashing. Yeah. And I think, I think we stayed up until well after midnight. And then people decided they were going to go home even if it was too foggy to go. Yep. And I was among that crowd. <laughs> We actually drove you back to town. I was going to say, I don't remember. I remember walking to a car, but 
Yeah. Why, did we, drove why you didn't back? I drive? Um, I, I don't had my car. Why you drove. I think you came in with Jesse and Thorne. That would make sense. And then we drove you back. Yeah. With um, Bear, your dog. And I remember that drive because we could not see in front yeah. of our faces. We And it took forever. Because even though we only lived really 10, 12 minutes out of town, we couldn't go fast enough to yeah. make it 10 or 12 minutes. And the road that we lived on was um, curvy and, and bouncy and... Gravel. Just, yeah. I forgot the part what's gravel. It's still and, gravel. And the, and the graveyard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many things. Ugh. There were so many things about that place that were just so much fun. It's like you drive down the corridor of red flags. Don't live here. Don't live here. Don't live here. This looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to live here. This sounds great. Look at no the foundation. Apple trees. No foundation. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> The floors look like the hills. Hey, <laughs> that's okay. Makes it easier to roll beers through the house. Here, honey, have a beer. Just let it roll. Yep. But that was all the houses in Athens at the time. You just yeah, nothing was nothing was level. Yeah, it, it was it. Nothing's level to this day, really. Yeah. Um, it was. It's. It's a. It's just a very. It's a very curvy town. Yeah. Uh, so we drove Kendra home mm -hmm. and it was just very tense. And the whole time, you know, we're all like just sort of staring through the fog, expecting something to come jumping out at any second. Yeah. And it was pretty, it was actually pretty well, uneventful. Except the, you forgot the part where we were walking from, I remember this distinctly. We were walking from the front door to the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we were both tense, but fine. Cars in sight, destination in sight, everything's good. And then I felt and then I saw the giant thing shambling our way. It was yep. uh, nine feet. The thing was huge. It was broad and it yep. was shambling down the hill towards us. I'm looking, you grab my arm, I grab your, you know, we just kind of lock arms and we both started tensing up and it, and I don't know if you said, did you, do you see that? And I'm like, uh-huh. And then we just like forcefully walked ourselves to the car because it was like, the goal is the car. <laughs> it was like a high speed. Oh, we're not going to run from it because yeah. that attracts their attention. Yeah. <laughs> If you so don't want to be prey, don't behave like prey. Yeah. So we sort of squared our shoulders and just very speedily walked. Yeah. And your dog, for a wonder, behaved himself. I know. That dog was... straight for our car. He did not go to the left. He did not go to the right. Yeah. He did not try to trip anybody. He knew he was something very, was up. He was a very bumptious boy. Yes. But and he was also he was, very intuitive. He was he was very young too. Yeah. Um. So you know, and he was always very excited to see us. So yeah. you know, you, normally he'd be all over us, but he was yeah. that time. He was like, "Oh no, all business. We're going to the car." Yeah. And uh, Zach, you know, 
got in the car and was like, I don't know what you all see, but clearly it's bad. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna go. And I remember you offered for us to stay at your place. Yep. I did. And we were like, no, we can't leave our cats and dogs. <laughs> you all don't leave, sac leave sacrifices like I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we got Kendra home and yes, I forgot about that. And, and that yeah. actually there's, there's a, a later story and, and I might as well throw it in there. But oh my God. I'll, I'll it was not that. swamp gas. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We had a fool tell us once it was swamp gas. Yeah. Um, he wasn't there, so he just doesn't no. even know. Um, so we're driving back, and we're about halfway back. We're on the curvy road that leads to our road, and a fox jumps out of the fog. Oh dear! Right God. in front of our car. And we were going slowly enough. It didn't matter. Right. And it just ran in front of us. It just ran like it was leading us. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing about this is I had been doing shamanic training with uh, Becky mm -hmm. and Crow, who you will hear about in a, in a upcoming episode. And my very first animal ally was a fox and it basically ran in front of us like it was leading us and then it sort of did a little hoppy skippy jump like it was just frisking along and then just sort of blomp 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 went out of the road and back into the fog and zach was like well that was a thing <laughs> was like, yeah it was <laughs> He said, well, I'm glad it was one of yours. He's <laughs> like, that's that's good. He's like, because one of mine's bare. And yeah. That, that would have been exciting. And we finally get to the, the road, the gravel road and mm -hmm. at the cemetery. We turn onto the road and there's a little hill on the right. And out of the fog comes this huge stag. And it just stands on the hill and the fog parts and he's looking at, he looks right down at us and Zach was like, oh my God. And I was like, well, there's another one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it just watched us as we went by and I felt like we'll be okay. Whatever was coming down the hill as we were leaving is gone now. It's done. Yeah. It's run its course, whatever it was. And we, I mean, we still kind of did a high speed nonchalant from the car to the house and he had his keys <laughs> out and ready yeah because unlike other people in the country we did lock our doors because we both you know grew up in the city so yeah and uh we went to sleep and we fell straight asleep we were exhausted by that point i imagine that and was a long night it was and it, time did do weird things yeah Especially once that fog came in. Yeah. I swear it felt like from the time we left the house to get you home and came back, it was like an hour or more. Yeah. You know, it had passed. It's what it felt like. I don't even remember looking at clocks. I was just like, uh. Yeah. You know, and we were just completely tired out. 
Yeah. It was it was odd. So the the story that's related to the shambling thing. And the months that passed after this, we had lots of weird activity out at that place. Um, we saw lights up in the woods. We had lights invade our house um, and go dancing along in our, our living room and dining room and kitchen. Um, you know, the whole time Zach isn't seeing any of this. He's hearing things. We had the um, incident with hearing horses race past our house with the jingle of bridle and the squeak of saddles. And there was nothing there. It was a full moon night. We could see perfectly well and there was nothing. And there was like the next morning I looked for footprints and there was like one hoof print. There was plenty of mud, but there was only one hoof print. And I was Ugh. like, okay, whatever. That's weird. Yeah. Um, we had occasionally weird footprints out in the field in the snow. Um, but some friends of mine, one of whom was at the party, at least for a little while, Torkel and another friend named Lada, and they would come out and, you know, not, we never went into the woods after dark, but we would watch, we would be in the fields and we'd watch, we wouldn't get too close to the woods. And there was one night that Torkel and Lada and I were out there and he we were watching the the little lights it was a it was dark of moon so it was a new moon so it was it was really black out and we had noticed that the mood changed with the phases of the moon that when the moon was brighter they oh, were yeah. a little the woods were less frightening when it was darker they were more likely to be active yeah worrisome yeah and so we were watching all of these bright bright bouncing balls of light and there was a path that went into the woods that that was around the corner from our house and we were looking at it and lada and i were watching and at one point torkel just stiffened up and he grabbed each of our wrists which Lotta was not into that. She didn't like guys at all. And so she yeah. was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get and off. And he was like, come on, it's time to go. And he was not a particularly um, fearful person so, at all. A, a funny Turkle story is a mutual friend of ours shut his hand in a car door. And all Turkle did was say, open the door, open the door open the door. <laughs> That's I it. forgot about that. So that Torkel is just very stoic. <laughs> yes. He is very stoic <laughs> and no nonsense and calm. He's a very good person to have in the middle of an emergency. Yeah. Um, I helped him carry Lada down a hill at a later uh, escapade of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was there for that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Beltane later. Yeah. Uh, the next year's Beltane, there was an accident and she broke her leg up on top of the hill in the dark. Yeah. So he and I carried her down the hill and she was not a small lady. So mm -hmm. it was, 
it was it was pretty bad and uh he looked at me and he was like this is pretty bad i said it could be worse and lotta said how could it be worse i said it could be <laughs> raining and torkel could be wearing a kilt <laughs> so that became anytime anybody said it could be worse we'd all say it could be raining and torkel could be wearing a kilt because so, there's actually a very funny story attached to that but off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically grabbed Lada and I and was like, no, ladies, it's time to go. It's time to go. And I was like, Torkel, what's gotten into you? He said, didn't you see it? And I said, what? He said, it's big. It's about nine feet tall. Oh. And he said, I said, what is it? He And he just shook his head and he wouldn't say what it was. He said, it's big and it's dark. Yeah. And he said, and those balls of light are distracting you from it. Yeah. And he said, we're going back to the house and we're not going to talk about it until we're on the porch. And so we didn't. But, you know, once he got to the porch, he would barely talk about it at all. And yeah. I asked him about it um, later and he didn't he wouldn't talk about it. And now yeah. he doesn't even remember it. Yeah. Um, which is interesting I've talked with Thorn and I talked with um, Annie and I've talked with Brian and hardly anybody remembers much of that night. Yeah. Thorn remembers the voice calling his name. Annie remembers it was scary and she didn't like it. Yeah. Jesse doesn't say much. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> That night was wrong. <laughs> That's about all get out of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave did remember it quite well. Um, but he's passed on. Yeah. But one of the last times we talked on the phone, I, I just happened to, you know, he had, he happened, well, actually he was the one who brought it up. He said, do you remember graduation party night? And I'm like, how could I forget it? Yeah. And I remember he said at that point, he said, you know, I don't think everybody else remembers it. Yeah. And I said, well, Kendra does. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I think he said, because I, I talked with Brian about it. And he said, I don't think he remembers it. Yeah. And so that's one of those cases where it's like, huh. You know, is that our brains just kind of protecting us? When we forget. There are a lot of cases where people like will forget about incidents like this. You know, when I, when I've talked about um, seeing Mothman, people are like, well, how would, you know, how did things change for you? And I'm like, I buried it. And I wonder how much of that is when you experience something that doesn't, it, it isn't compatible with your understanding of reality. You just, you just either shut it out or you explain it in a way, in a way that allows you to maintain your perception of re your reality. Yeah. That, you know, I can see it being that. Mm -hmm. I can I can see it being that's just too much to encompass. And if in they're our brain, and if they don't have 
repeat experiences like that, I could see where it wouldn't be something that they would hold on to. Yeah. Well, and that's what Dave said. He said, you know, you lived there. He's like, so yeah, of course you're going to remember it. Yeah. And he said, because it wasn't just that one thing. It just kept happening and happening. And also after that event, I did start writing things down. Yeah. Um, because I, I did fairly early on notice a few people forgetting things. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to write it down. And that helped. But I still tend to remember stuff anyway, probably. Yeah. Probably because my brain was warped at a very early age from <laughs> weird things happening. Yeah. And so it there just go. latches onto those things and says, oh, <laughs> that's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah, it, it fits with, in with your perception of reality. So yeah. you don't need to open up a whole new filing system in your mind. Yeah, yeah. I had already accepted that as, okay, that happens. Yeah. So it just stuck in there. Yeah. And and stayed with me. Because um, Annie would experience stuff, but more often than not, things would would dampen when she was around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's goo. I think that was her goo. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's part of why she got scared because she couldn't make it stop. Exactly. Um, and this is where I wanted to talk with you about it because sometimes mm -hmm. a fair number of the more dramatic things that I've experienced or seen has been in the company of other people. Mm -hmm. And I had one person when I was in high school who it was when we were, you know, doing our weird out of body occult practice, witchy stuff experiences that, that we were doing in high school and, you know, psychic things that we were doing in high school. And she said to me, she said, you know, you have the gift of bringing people with you. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> bringing people with me. And she said, you walk between the worlds. Now this, this girl is a little bit odd and mm -hmm. she was a little bit older than me, but she, she was odd. I, I will, I will give her this. Um, but I, you know, I hadn't had shamanic training at that point, but that is what shamanic practitioners do. Yeah. Is they move from ordinary reality to other realities. Yeah. And she said, you have the ability to take other people with you. And I was like, okay, uh, and let's let's go back to what does that mean? And she said, you can help them see what you see. Doesn't work with Zach, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't get to see much yeah. of anything. Yeah. Same um, with my husband. <laughs> but I do sometimes wonder if the form that it took at that house, if it wasn't partially because it was pulling stuff out of my brain or I don't know. I, I just, I don't know, but I or do the, sometimes wonder if, if between you and I yeah, 
and the other people who were fairly psychically gifted if we didn't just kind of bring everybody else along. Yeah, we were Dave. the antenna. Yeah. Because clearly Dave and I are goof fit, you know. Right. And yours and mine fit, so. Yeah. Maybe we made a big goo umbrella. <laughs> a psychic goo umbrella and everybody could see. Yeah. Or at least partially experience. It. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder about that. And people always ask, did you guys ever try to take pictures of any of this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I never even thought to. Well, back in that day, we didn't exactly have digital cameras. Yeah. That that's the big that's why it's such a no. Yeah. Um you know, the, the one time I did see a, a solid-looking UFO, I had a camera around my neck. Did I think to take a picture? No. Right. <laughs> You're too busy at that moment going, I'm seeing something impossible. <laughs> You're rearranging your sense of reality. <laughs> yes, I don't have time to be thinking about grabbing a camera. And even if we did, there's just so many instances of the camera jamming or yeah. not working. But yeah, we did have a camera in the house, but yeah. we didn't even take pictures of the party of each other. I don't know why. We just yeah. weren't a picture-taking crowd. Yeah, no. I mean, and I hate to I've, have my picture taken. I was going to so. say, I'm good that there isn't photographic evidence of some of the shenanigans I was involved in. But... But, um, no, we didn't try to take photographs. Now, no. recently, I have started using my um, camera on my phone yeah, to at least look through it to see if I still see the lights that I'm seeing. Right. Um, and I, I do still see the lights. Now, I have started photographing them and I do have photographs of a few of them, but they do not look like what I see mm -hmm. when I look at them with just my eyes or even look at them through the camera. Yeah. When the camera takes the photograph, there's no colors or very few colors and the lights are smaller and shaped differently. Yeah. Um, the last time I took a photograph was April 3rd of this year. And it was one of those times when there was sort of a mass of light in the woods. And I went out the next day to see if there was a house in mm -hmm. the distance somewhere that I didn't know about. And there wasn't. Mm. Um, I, I went digging along all through there and there was nothing that could have cast that light. Wow. Um, and it was yellow and orange and hmm. red. And then there was white lights that looked vaguely human shaped and they were moving and it was all moving around. Wow. And uh, I did take a photograph of that. And it looks like two lights and the lights are both white and they're much smaller and farther apart than what I was seeing. Interesting. So to me, that says a few things. It mm -hmm. says, one, there is actually a physical light. Something is making that light. There is yeah. a physical cause for, you know, a light wave or light particles to be able to be photographed. 
So there is something. Mm-hmm. It's not purely psychic, but it is partially psychic. Right. Because what I perceived with my eyes and through the camera is not the same thing as what the camera recorded. Right. So that little piece of information, I would not be surprised if that's how it would have worked that night. Although I don't even know what a single lens reflex camera film camera would have done. I don't even think we had fast enough film loaded in it. Yeah. You know, Cause that would, that was at night. It should have been like a thousand speed. Yeah. Film. And I don't think we, cause that, that stuff was expensive. Mm hmm. And it didn't, you know, look all that great. It was pretty grainy. Yeah. So I, I didn't keep it around. Yeah. And that's just one of those little little tidbits of information. And I, I looked through my camera today to see if, you know, did I keep those? And I did. So, I mean, they're not evidence of anything, really. It's just a, it gave me a piece of data for my own right. understanding. Have you ever taken any photographs of any of your weird things? I have to think about that. I don't think I really have. I did take a picture of the haunted chair. I think I sent that to you. Yeah, you did. You look at the chair and it just looks like a chair with a little bit of wear to it. But when you take a, when I took a picture of it, you could see distinctly the outline of a person. Yep. And that, it looked like it was made of light or mist. Yeah. To me. Yeah. yeah. That was, gosh, shortly after my mom passed. Yeah. So whether it was her or my stepdad, I don't know. Because it was my stepdad's chair. But he hadn't lived there in so long. Because uh, they divorced and he was in a nursing home and eventually passed away. Uh, probably five, more than five. Gosh. Closer to 10 years ago. It's been a while. I don't think it was him. No. But. And I've. I don't know. I have to look through the photographs of that I took at my mom's house. Shortly after and see if I. And I took video too because. I don't know how much you want me to get into it. But at one point. I was sitting in her house. Actually, this was before she she passed away. But a few times I would just take video, walk around the house, just to remember life as it was. Yeah. Um, while she was in the hospital. And then again, after she passed away and everybody left, I walked around a little bit because there were just some things that I wanted to preserve for myself. Um, I'll have to go back and look through that. And then I'm going to be day tripping it again here in the next few days. I'll probably take a few pictures, even that the house will be so empty. Yeah. So. That is interesting. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get more into, cause there there's, there's a lot I know to share and I want to get into that later because that's a, it's its whole own show. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to record with Barbara mango. Yeah. 
next week and do an entire episode uh, surrounding this this um, experience of Kendra and her yeah. mom. It was, and still is, one of the most profound things I've ever experienced. So. And I'm very glad you, it's going to sound weird, <laughs> but I believe that being with someone during yeah. the process of letting go of the physical body is a sacred thing. Yeah. I was effectively, I was a death doula for my mom. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. And yeah, it was, I think it's very spiritual, spiritual for both she and myself. Yeah. A few conversations we had as she was fading. Yeah. So. Well, do you think we have anything else to add in this episode before we I stop recording or no, any think... thoughts as to, you know, why the fairies why decided that... to descend on our party and take away our drunkenness? <laughs> you <was> know, just... <laughs> yeah, it's funny because there, the skeptical side of me is like, we imagined it. But the point is... But the, the thing about that is everybody experienced a, a very similar, if not the same happening. And that's yeah. why it's nice to experience things with other people is that you can say, uh, did you see that? And they either say, I have no idea what you're talking about. In which case you go, okay, maybe I just, something yeah. happened. Right. Or they say, oh my gosh, yes, you saw that too. And you have your own whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think if there hadn't been 10, 11, 12 people standing around for that, I yeah. I think all of us would have just not believed. Yeah. What we saw. I mean, except me because I'm a big weirdo, but as you say, I had already decided, okay, this is part of my reality. Right. And I do have to say that this was within two years of me having left my abusive ex-husband. Yeah. And this was, and he had basically made certain to take custody of Morgana away from me. So I was traumatized. Yeah. I didn't realize how fresh that all was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense was, now, but yeah. Yeah. So that was that that was part of why I think I was walking between worlds. Yeah. I think I was partially somewhat dissociated mm -hmm. from physical reality. Yeah. And that's probably why I took to shamanic training so easily. Um so I mean trauma is part of shamanic training as well, so that makes sense. And and some traditional cultures. Um, so that, that is one of the things that I always feel is significant um, that I feel like I should mention. So, you know, that's part of why I was having all of those experiences at that time. Um, but it, it was, it, it that, that house, that place, I still think there's something weird about that place itself. I would agree. 
Um, you know, when we spoke with Tim Renner about it, he said, you know, was the other place you moved to haunted or were you haunted? Right. When he talked about us moving out of the falling down the hill house to the Hobbit house, we give our houses names. Um, and he's partially right. He is partially right. It It is probably that I'm, I'm haunted. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm straddling realities and that's that's part of it but it's yeah. it's also that parts of Athens are even weirder than Athens is as a whole yeah and i do think that place is is different and it was still odd when you and i went back yeah what last February, not this one past, but it the would one have been, yeah, it would have been late February, early March. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. It was right before the the pandemic put the smack on everybody and said, no, you must stay home. Yeah. <laughs> um and it was still weird. It was still yeah. strange. Um the woods wanted to let Kendra go in and out just fine, but it did not want me to leave. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Um, so we might go back sometime. Check it out again. Uh, I think that would be cool. Yep. If we ever get any, um, you know, EM meters and temperature, laser temperature, um, thermometers and all yeah. of that fun stuff. We can take it out there and see what kind of readings we get. Although I think you should do the readings. I don't think I should do it. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't do the electronics. <laughs> you don't get to touch the fun toys. No. I will stick with my dowsing rods. <laughs> he can't really break those. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any digital bits. Yeah. They are not specifically electrical. And no batteries. <laughs> yes. Yep, no batteries to die. Um, I, I can keep my phone and use that to maybe take pictures. There you go. <laughs> my phones do last for a while. They just get possessed and weird and they do yeah. weird stuff. But they do at least last. Um, all right. I think that we have told the story of the infamous falling down exciting the hill <laughs> graduation party that the fairies crashed. Yeah. You know, seriously, now that I think about it, I think they drank the essence of the alcohol. <laughs> that could be. Because it didn't work for the rest of the night. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. It didn't matter how much any of us drank. <laughs> It just said, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. They were probably mad because we didn't invite them. That could be. Kind of like the 13th fairy in in Sleeping Beauty. There you go.
Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you.